You're listening to the Randomized Agenda Podcast with Rands. Hey everyone, it's been a while and welcome to a brand new edition of the Randomized Agenda. I know it's been months since the last update on the show here. And again, that's pretty much to be expected. I didn't intend this to be something that's going to be weekly, so to speak. I mean, the first few episodes that, you know, we're trying to test that out, but stuff can happen. So uh, with that in mind, um, we're going to be sticking to a still somewhat regular, irregular. It's still it's mostly going to be an irregular uh, scheduling a post. So once I can figure out what's the best scheduling, I'll definitely let you guys know. But for now, uh, this is going to be how it is. Of course, depending on what where you're listening to this, you'll probably know once the new episode comes out. Anywho, actually, this is something that I wanted to start off and, you know, just start talking about because um, I'm actually recording this in an aftermath of a online event so cosplay.ph just wrapped up fanfest online 2021 this is the second time that they're holding this event for those of you who are familiar uh, with what they do they also organize events such as cosplay carnival which would be the first one in their series followed by anime and cosplay expo or acx then that's followed up with their big event their flagship event so to speak which is cosplay mania and that's usually around october or september and they wrap up with cosplay matsuri uh, by december so pretty much you're getting at least uh, one event uh, per quarter uh, which means every three months yeah every three months you could attend in one of those events and again uh, the big one would be the one in uh, q3 which is cosplay mania interestingly though it's actually been quite a busy event season for me because uh, last week uh, was also an online event for dokomi and dokomi is the should we say the most popular anime convention from what I've heard in based in Germany and the main reason was uh, the main reason why this uh, came up on my radar is they actually uh, booked guestings from VTubers from both Hololive and Visojo. and of course what they got for Hololive of course it's gonna be someone who is currently based in Europe right now none other than Takenashi Kiara which, by the way, uh, she just also reached her 1 million subscriber milestone uh, earlier today. So that's going to be May 31st, Monday, here on the eastern side of things. Uh, on the western side, uh, you probably saw that happen on May 30th on a Sunday. So sun- around the Sunday evening, uh, Monday morning is probably where it happened. I'm actually not really sure on the exact time frame myself yet uh, because of, you know, uh, what happened with FanFest, uh, sometimes you do have to choose which one to go with and you have to go the one that you've already paid uh, tickets for. But if this was a regular uh, weekend for me, 
I would have definitely joined in the fun with fellow KFD employees there. But I'd say, uh, you know, uh, there's also other stuff happening. Yeah. So Dokumi, uh, they got Kiara from Hololive. And from Vishojo, they got Iron Mouse, Nyaners, uh, Silvervale, and uh, Veibei. So they got four uh, members of Vishojo uh, to also come over. And Kiara, for the most part, uh, she was invited for mostly in the uh, German program, from what, what it looks like, you know, from you know, from what I've seen. Uh, but of course, uh, you know, knowing that she is part of All Life English, it would also make sense for her to also have an event scheduled on the English side of Digicomi, which uh, Digicomi is the online counterpart or the online version of that uh, Dokumi event. So uh, just wanted to clarify on that. So Kara was all both appeared on the German and the English uh, programming for Digicomi. And uh, we also got with Shoujo along the way. Uh, Lumi was also another VTuber that was also part of their program. And she is a Finnish VTuber, but also quite known in for those who are in uh, overseas or outside Japan. And after that, there are also other events in Dokumi. Uh, this is just like uh, what you can expect in a convention. There was also an artist alley. So there were some artists who put up an artist table and an exhibit. So for those of you who are familiar already with the scene there, you know, uh, somehow we do have to adapt and somehow try to translate it in a digital version. So that's probably the best that I could translate, you know, over to Discord. There was also a virtual world being, uh, being set up for uh, Digicomi, which I almost forgot to mention. Uh, they had a VR chat world set up, and there was another one, which I'm blanking right now because I'm, you know, I haven't slept since uh, yesterday. So, uh, but I can check here real quick. It's the Digicomi world, but what, what? mix up? Okay, so they used mixup.world. There's another digital world where you can visit to, you know, you'll have a somewhat of an avatar. And they pushed uh, Mixup World for the most part because that's where the virtual exhibits were. So aside from having uh, dedicated uh, Discord channels, they also had a actual, an actual, uh, an actual exhibit. Like if there if there is an actual a space to set up one, so that was also pretty interesting. You know, I haven't had a chance to also do the other activities in Digicomi. Uh, uh, unfortunately, for the most part, I've only joined that event for their main stage program, which is of course uh, for uh, the German side. That would be where Kiara appeared. And for the EN program, uh, actually not just for the VTubers on the EN program, you know, they did mention it's this is the VTuber edition, you know, not surprising VTubers are really the thing these days right now. And that's more or less a good thing. But there were some other interesting uh, events there that actually happened in the programming when you don't have nothing much else to do. So, you know, it's always nice to stick around in the main stage programming every now. You know, if you don't have anything else planned during that event. So another interesting one was also Volca America doing their show, which for me personally, and I did already mention this online, 
is uh, I've known about Vocal America since you know my earlier days of being in the Vocal fandom, and that's pretty much me and my high school teenage years. So Vocal America, uh, I actually got to see a full show virtually. So that's probably the closest thing that I'll get to experience right now. But hopefully that does change in the future. They also probably get themselves in an event that's also here in Asia. That would also be nice. And I actually also believe that they'll be most likely the one who could probably pull one off in one of the events here in the Philippines one day. Hopefully that's still the case, you know. It's probably something that uh, could still be a possibility rather than the one that we see right now in Japan. You know, Krypton Future Media, of course, they're the forefront of the Vocaloid scene. And that also comes with concerts. Although First Place is also making a, th a thing on its own. Technically, they're no longer Vocaloids. At technically speaking, actually, the term in general is pretty much called vocal synths. Uh, from my understanding, uh, you know, as we continue to branch out from Wolfcloid, but it's probably that that's probably another topic for a another time. Otherwise, uh, we'll go on that tangent for a few more, not just not just a few minutes, but definitely a lot more. Uh, so let's leave it at that for now. But anyways, um, I haven't had a chance to actually see a full show from them. Uh, of course, they would every now and then post clips and that for in my experience that was in their facebook page you know when i still you know because that's where my main uh, social media platform would be which is no longer the case these days unfortunately you know with the recent events that's been happening um you know i've, I've decided to distance myself a little bit further away from facebook right now you know so that means it's no longer my main social media platform these days i've rather uh, mainly use Twitter, uh, although that's not also a 100% alternative. And of course, Discord uh, as another option just to keep tabs on any fandom community uh, related stuff. Uh, it looks like uh, Discord is going to be the best place to go these days. For Voca America, since they aren't able to also organize shows, most, you know, most likely since last year. Uh, Krypton got lucky by doing uh, Miku Expo London and Paris, but unfortunately the rest of their lineup, including their Coachella appearance, unfortunately had to be cancelled. And who knows whether they would still come back, well, at least for Coachella-wise, whether they would still be able to get back on once everything, you know, once events are possible. But we'll see, we'll see. But hopefully Miku Expo does come back uh, next year. At least have something here in Asia again, please. I would probably would want to look into that if possible. So, and we'll definitely talk more about Miku Expo uh, this year. But I definitely do want to transition over now to what's happening to what happened uh, just this weekend. Uh, Cosplay.ph with FanFest Online 2021. Again, like I said, they just wrapped up their two days, uh, which was, you know, May 29th and 31st, just for context, or actually 28th and 29th, uh, to be exact. My mistake. Oh, no, 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 no. 29th and 30th. So you can probably tell that I haven't slept yet. <laughs> 29th and 30th. 
is the date of uh, FanFest 21, FanFest Online 2021. I actually got to do a variety of things still. Um, technically speaking, the gates, quote unquote gates, for this event o- opens at 11 o'clock in the morning and then they close at around 10 p.m. I guess. Rough. It's a rough time. But you'll definitely notice uh, a trend. Uh, the way how the people come to this event, it's really similar from my observations as far as how an in real life event is. Because by the time the gate opens, there's actually still fewer people. Like this, this was my exact experience with Cosplay Mania 2019. I can't really recall much uh, of Cosmatsuri if that was also the case because, you know, I went with people. Uh, Cosplay Mania 2019 was the event that I went solo, uh, which I haven't done in a while, actually. And that's, they may surprise some of you. Um, I started actually attending cons regularly by 2018, and it's, for the most part, it's uh, with a couple of my coworkers who were also trying to get into cosplay, and somehow they're now a regular uh, cosplayer at events. So I'm really happy for them. You know, they've started their journey towards the cosplay hobby. Myself, uh, you know, I just wanted to experience more of just interacting with the anime otaku fan base you know there's of course within that large sphere you know there are other things that you'll have much more specific fandoms so obviously j music j-pop anime manga games gaming there are also a huge gaming crowd uh, within the otaku community But yeah, overall, the experience as far as uh, numbers go, it's pretty much the same from my from what I've observed. Actual conventions, when the gates are open, there may be lines in the actual event. You know, that's one of the benefits of doing an online event, I guess, is there isn't really a line to attend to. There's still going to be a queue if this would be an event that had tickets, which for the second fan fest, they did go uh, with a ticket route. So for you to have the full experience of FanFest online, you did need to have a ticket. Although the main difference here is that the general public still get to enjoy at least parts of the event. From what I know, uh, they most likely had access to the main atrium lobby. So people can, can in fact chat there. And I guess that's going to be the equivalent of people outside the XMX Convention Center, you know, they can't enter without a ticket. And there was also the Freedom Hall, which I don't know how that translates in, uh, in real life event, because this is actually one of the things that is unique about the FanFest online this year, is they actually hold the free the Freedom Hall uh, before the main stage event proper, but somehow it is still part of their main program in a way. Uh, it actually starts early at 5.30. Um, and this is the, the Freedom Hall. This isn't something that's new for FanFest. Uh, they did this, they did a similar thing last year, only that it was done through Zoom, so you had to pre-register. Unlike this year, if you are already in a Discord, just hanging around, you can actually just jump in, and 
the main benefit of that is that if you haven't bought a ticket, you know, mostly because buying restrictions, budget restrictions, you know, as a student or, you know, overall, there can be many reasons why you can't get a ticket. And, and that's a very understandable feeling. You know, we also had that phase. So uh, with that in mind, of course, cosplay.ph gave an opportunity to give away uh, free tickets. So at each day, day one and day two, they actually do get two participants in the Freedom Hall to uh, who haven't bought a ticket yet, you know, which is why on day two, uh, you know, I did leave the Freedom Hall right after the introduction just to give way to those who haven't bought a ticket yet because I did buy both days already. And had I known that that's also something that uh, they were also encouraging during day one, I will also probably drop. But then again, I didn't want it to stick around. So it was also fun. And I do want to talk more about the Freedom Hall because it's not actually just limited to what's shown on the Facebook Live. Because uh, if you aren't in a Discord, they also did live stream the event publicly on their Facebook page. That program that you saw on Facebook, that's not actually... I would say that's not the full Freedom Hall experience. Uh, because uh, at least for day one, because that's where I participated the most. Uh, during the first few hours of the program, at least in the Freedom Hall. Um, what's what's really unique about day one is because you actually get to see the organizers prep for the live program. You can see the process of how it works, how people uh, get everyone ready, how to deal with the connection issues, which is, which is something that uh, we really can avoid, uh, especially with the nature of our internet structure here. So there's that. But yeah, uh, just being in, and I think this is the first time that I've actually made an appearance on a cosplay.ph program. Like I had video, I participated in cosplay.ph programs before, but uh, mostly as a participant, either in the chat, or actually mostly just in the chat. This was the first we're in. It was in a shared uh, Discord voice channel where you can actually just uh, unmute your mic and just uh, talk freely of course within and there was also that understanding and that was part this is actually part of the prep and of course common sense uh we're going to broadcast live whatever you say it has to be within common decency uh, even though broadcasting standards doesn't apply to online it's still something of a guiding principle and for the most part you know everyone got it and it was a really fun time what really took it away from me from the Freedom Hall is what happened after the Facebook Live uh, broadcast. Because of course, right after that, some of the staff will also have to prepare for the main stage program at 7.30. There's actually a lull period. Uh, so I think it ends at 6.30. So somehow you have one hour break in between, uh, between the Freedom Hall and the main program. So that also gives time for people to also get refreshed, get some water, which is something that's really a necessity these days. You need to stay hydrated because of the weather. Uh, so water, your food, get dinner, and then uh, get ready for the main program 7.30. But what's really important is because the president of Cosplay BH was also there and he actually took the time to uh, stick around and just address you know, the people who stayed in the Freedom Hall after the broadcast and actually open up uh, somewhat of a town hall discussion, an impromptu uh, town hall discussion about, you know, the state of affairs, you know, what's been 
uh, going on behind the scenes of cosplay.ph, what they're planning, what they're looking into, and you know, just overall, just optimism that hopefully they can do actual events again, you know, actual in-person events. Which, from the looks of it, it's still gonna be unlikely for 2021. So hopefully that changes in 2022. Hopefully by the time that, you know, it's usually cosplay mania, which is October, you know, September, October, that already changes wherein you can, they can do cosplay mania and hopefully that would be the case. And of course, uh, for me, on a personal note, I actually chose to get vaccinated uh, through a uh, private sector procurement. So we are getting the Moderna brand vaccine and that is going to be expected to be delivered and hopefully uh, the vaccination process itself can start, can begin once delivered. So Q3, that's going to be uh, starting in July, August and September. So around those three three months, that's, that was actually uh, when costs uh, the last year's FanFest online was held. So the second FanFest has actually not been a full year since uh, the last time they did this. So they actually scheduled it a little bit earlier uh, this year, but that's fine. That's fine. I guess uh, for some people, they were able to just loosen up a little bit more when you know it's no longer you know being broadcasted so a lot more people got to speak up which is nice and you know it's always really understandable if not pe if some people don't really speak up at all you know they just want they just wanted to listen in uh, on the uh, voice chat in discord and that's also understandable for me as someone who's already had experience you know just talking randomly like this show i guess uh, there were still a few more barriers to overcome, like if there's something that I would want to do for this event. But I actually didn't stay long in the Freedom Hall. Actually, once the main stage program started, you know, I had to drop the Freedom Hall because I actually signed up for the meet and greet for their guests. And just like the Digikomi, they also went a VTuber guest. Uh, here in the Philippines, the most popular VTuber right now is uh, Kahiru Orange. Of course, orange in Filipino is kahel. And if we try to transcribe that into Japanese, that's kaheru. Hence her name, kaheru. Uh, I think she is currently the most popular Filipino VTuber. And another VTuber that they got was also Lerka, which is someone that I've been following for quite some time now. Uh, to date, I think it's already been 10 months from the first time that I first encountered Lyrica and that was through their collab with uh, Whole Live Indonesia's Risu. So uh, and I think for some of the other fans that's where they also uh, met Lyrica. She's actually one of the few VTubers at the time. You know, being perks of an independent, uh, you can run uh, your own Discord server if you so choose. and. Along with those advantages as an indie VTuber, you can choose to interact with uh, with your fan base directly in your choosing, you know, without any of the restrictions, guidelines, so on, so forth, by any uh, talent agency. So, in essence, even though Hololive 
Misojo or uh, Ichikara, which is they're not called Ichikara no anymore. I think they're called Any Color now. Yeah, Any Color. Even though it seems like that they have some lax policies, you know, for the most part, that is the impression that the you know uh, this uh, live streamers do is you know there aren't they can they are free to choose whatever content they want and you know just to entertain the fans. But there are definitely a lot of things behind the scenes and there are some limitations of what you can do if you are affiliated with a talent agency. And sometimes you say it frustrates fans who may be looking forward to have uh, their favorite VTuber play a certain game, for example, or collab with a specific VTuber that's uh, affiliated with another agency. That means that you do have to go you have to jump through some hoops to make it possible a case in point um kiara was supposed to have a collab with vebe from who is someone who is affiliated with Vishojo, but she did mention that in one of her streams one time and for some reason you know we don't know as of this recording what exactly happened most likely these were things that happened behind the scenes or probably it wasn't actually finalized yet. Whatever it is, um, it probably fell through and that's why the, the collab was probably no longer possible and they'll have to look into other options. I, idealistically, the ideal uh, situation is they'll probably set up another time or find another way to make the collab happen you know that's that's usually one of the common things that happen you know behind the scenes when you're communicating from one talent agency to another so business stuff business stuff so yeah there are perks from being in an independent vtuber both lyrica and Cairo are independent although they do have their own set of moderators uh from of course from what i know kairu does have her own manager but again, you can choose to have your own manager even if you are an independent because talent managers are a thing. Probably definitely need one who can handle the admin related stuff to being a public entertainer. That's pretty much standard, so nothing much there. And the meet and greet, it was a really, really fun experience. Unfortunately, Lyrica had Actually, right until now, you know, she's still having internet issues. Very relatable. Uh, if you go check out my previous episodes, you know, I've also talked through those experiences of when your internet is not working as you want it to be. You know, the service that they provide is not as consistent as it should be. And from what Lyric I saw also shared online, this is apparently something uh it appears to be a local outage in her area in canada unfortunately whatever her service provider is she actually didn't mention um hopefully they do get it fixed as soon as possible because it's a whole different story if it's an outage fault because you're, it's not just one customer complaining it's a lot but yeah because of that uh, there were some rescheduling hap that had to happen. Luckily though, she did manage to... How shall we put this? She did have enough uh, capacity to still do the joint session at least with the day one participants. So 
All of us who signed up for the day one meet and greet who were able to buy both Lyrica's keychain and uh, either the acrylic stand or two other merch from Kahiru. If there's still slots available, you can join in the meet and greet. Slots are only limited to 20. Not everyone got that, you know, the first time, myself included. So I actually had to reorder their merch, which is probably a good decision. I was able to buy more merch, you know, as budget allows. And I think the reason why I'm able to do so is because I don't have any funds to set aside for gaming right now with my Switch dying. And, and I'll tell more about that, about that situation there. What's the point of being able to buy games for a console that's no longer working? So day one, it was just Kairu. And then we had a joint session with Lyrica. And we had an option to just set up another time with Lyrica uh, during day two, which was possible for me because I also had a day two ticket. And Kairu was really nice. Uh, she did say that she was nervous at first, but you know, for me, how I handle meet and greets is just go with the flow. Uh, whatever uh, topics brought up, uh, that's going to be what we'll be talking about in that limited time frame. And with Cairo, it was a really nice one, mostly wholesome one. You know, just overall glad that, you know, there's also, as you know, the VTuber scene is also something that's happening here in the Philippines. We actually have local talents and other VTubers also look up to them, case in point. One of the VTubers that I did recognize and had the pleasure to also be in the same room with was Yoripon. Uh, she actually live streamed uh, during the day one as well. So, you know, she had, she had a chill stream. So uh, while there wasn't any activity uh, before the main program and before the Freedom Hall, that's where I was uh, in her stream, you know, just chilling. Uh, Sir Wheatbread was also around. Uh, and I think this was in the Freedom Hall because he actually, at that time, he didn't have this, a slot for the day one. And so for the most part, I think he was in the Freedom Hall. A year or two. Just a couple of the VTubers that I also noticed. Their fan base is not as big as Kaheru's and Lyrica's, but they're also pretty interesting ones to check out. That's something about the, this community is they do support each other they do promote each other you know the buying hand spirit is there and that's something that is something is encouraged especially for anyone who's probably listening to this and is considering to be a vtuber the best advice that i can give especially someone who also started to do live streaming in the past is just do it for the fun and i think and it, actually this is one of the main reasons why i wanted to start doing you know, just random stuff like this, you know, just doing random episodes, randomized agenda, this show. Uh, I actually don't do this out of monetary gain, at least at this point. If there's any sponsors that would actually take this, so I'll probably consider it, but it's not really my main intention. It's just something that I, you know, just wanted to do, you know, when I, whenever I feel like it, it and as it stands, that's how the scheduling works. So apologies again if there's a huge gap from the last episode to this one. That's just how it is. And I'm sorry. But anywho, um, uh, overall, day two was just me in Freedom Hall and the Meeting Read Lounge. I actually hadn't had the opportunity to pay any attention to the main stage program at all. 
so unfortunately, um, player cast has to be rescheduled. We were given an option whether to go for the planned. The plan was to do it earlier for her. So 6 a.m. her time, that's 6 p.m. for us here. That was option one. Or we actually had the option to just fill the day two slots because there were apparently there was a lot of slots left unfilled for day two. So we also had that option if we so choose. And actually that's how Sir Wheatbread got his slot. Because he also has a day two ticket. And since there's still slots available for day two, he bought the qualifying merch. So I guess that's something that was arranged. And that was really uh, good for the staff and uh, probably made one bread very happy. <laughs> yeah. So day two of the event, which at this, again, at the, as of this recording, I haven't slept yet. <laughs> so you'll probably hear a much more polished version of this. So you'll probably not notice. But day two is, yeah, like I mentioned, it actually started way earlier. Uh, of course, Freedom Hall is the first program in the event. Uh, nothing really much of note happened, at least from the day the gates opened. This was just more of the time or opportunity just to check out exhibitors and the fan fair alley, artist alley, which I did shop around and I did get a couple more items. I'll talk more about them once they are here. So yeah, there's actually, there may be a part two of this one uh, in the near future once everything arrives, especially the fan merch. Actually, it may not even be just an audio form. With that in mind, you'll gotta have video out of this. So that's actually gonna be pretty exciting to do. Uh, day two, um, as I mentioned earlier, it started off with uh, trying to do Freedom Hall again this time around. But just to give way to the people who did want to snag a free ticket, so I gave way because slot there, there was also limited slots, and this is mainly because of a limitation in Discord. Uh, the voice channel with video is only limited up to 25 persons. So yeah, it's a no-go once the 25 slots are already filled up. So yeah, I gave way and I don't mind. I already participated in Freedom Hall on day one, so that was pretty much fine by me. Uh, no issues there. And because I did opt for the earlier time, uh, that means I would have just dropped off earlier. Uh, you know, during the Freedom Hall program, because they typically end 6.30, I guess. So, 6 o'clock, uh, uh, meaning Great Lobby was open again. Uh, there were just a few people, because some probably joined the day two, and that's fine. And yeah. Uh, you know, just ran a queue, met with Lyrica. She was... Uh, she is... I can see that she's really a fun a person just to hang out with overall. I do see that. And I think that's the appeal of her her appeals overall as a VTuber slash online entertainer, just in general, because I really like uh, those who do interact with their fans a lot. And the meeting greet was just the ultimate form of that. But outside of that, uh, I can see that she does do interact with fans a lot on Twitter, on her Discord, just sometimes does the at everyone ping. All chaos ensues right after that. So that's a, that's a thing too. So that's a thing. <laughs> so day two, you know, pretty much 
because I did opt for the earlier uh, time slot for the meet and greet, should we say the make up one? Because uh, Lyrica somehow does have a much more better, a much stable internet connection at that time. Uh, that does mean that I was able to join in the main stage program uh, for day two. And what's interesting is, is if uh, I actually still stayed on the Freedom Hall a stage, uh, we were needed to get out of the meet and greet lounge uh, before 7.30, you know, just to give way for the day two. You know, unfortunately, we couldn't join the day two peeps. I thought that it was possible, but unfortunately not. And it, again, it, you know, that's fair. Uh, very understandable. But a day two Freedom Hall, at least the aftermath of it, of course, it didn't catch the full part. But, you know, it's still more or less still like an impromptu town hall like we expected. What I managed to caught because it's, it was actually towards the end now because the program actually was about to start in just a few more minutes from there. What I can summarize is they are open to feedback and they did acknowledge um, uh, the complaints from previous events, especially in cos uh, the last cosplay mania and the long lines, the long queues. That was one of them. Uh, he did address it by saying that uh, for the next day in day two, uh, they did work with SMX to get some additional uh, security. And on their end, uh, they also tried to get some additional staff. And day two for Cosplay Mania uh, turned out to be, you know, much less of an asshole than what happened with day one. And I did notice that there wasn't as much queue wing going on. Uh, during day two. So it was really nice for them to be able to adapt quickly to that situation. Uh, not many event organizers would be able to handle... Um, I would say this was one of the scenarios that they might encounter. Uh, a turnout on an event had a larger one that they probably estimated, they forecasted. As they anticipated, so that's something that's uh, normal, so very understandable. And for the most part, with day two, uh, Freedom Hall, during the main stage program, we actually get to hear some behind-the-scenes commentary, because uh, some of the staff also just uh, hang around in the Freedom Hall as well. That was nice. That was a chill place to do. Uh, and just wondering how the... Because they're one of the game... One of the... Uh, uh, events in the main stage program for day two was the anime mob mentality. So part basically the participants had to guess answers. So it's kind of like a family feud style. So there are eight possible answers on the board, and they try to guess what's the top one, or or you or you know which of the possible answers pull up on the board. One of the hottest takes out of that event is you know who was who is the most popular anime waifu. And yeah, the top answer was not something that we expected. So yeah, there was one. And people are probably going to put that as feedback in the feedback from once they actually fixed it. The highlight for D2 for me was actually what, you know, what also what happened after the event, because uh, a few of us did end up staying around Freedom Hall, mostly just chatting for some. It was just to catch up as far as because some of them familiar people in the uh, in the place it was also really nice 
to also meet some of the notable people who have contributed a lot to the events, you know, just to the cosplay anime event scene uh, locally. So now I'll be looking forward to meeting them personally, hopefully next year or in the coming in 2022 or 23, I guess. So I'll be definitely be looking forward to that once uh, those events are a thing. And we stayed on the voice chat Freedom Hall up until 3 a.m. The program ended at 10, mind you. So you can only imagine what else happened. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. And, you know, if this was a, an IRL event, uh, from what I've actually learned, some groups actually do karaoke after the event. So it's like an after party. And somehow that's where I went to. That's how I got into a karaoke uh, voice chat. Uh, this time around in Lyrica's uh, own server. The other uh, servers that I, I'm part on Discord, for the most part, I've actually lurked. And I'm mostly a lurker. I, I do admit that that's something that you actually do a lot, not actually, you know, just chat because, you know, there's a lot of hesitations and, you know, just being someone that's probably ran unknown uh, to someone. But yeah, uh, but it was really nice to do the karaoke. I think I joined because I did have to take a quick break, you know, at three once, you know, we ended the chat at the Freedom Hall, so I did take some, uh, you know, some refreshing to do and you know, just do some upkeep things and probably joined at four o'clock. So I was likely there for four, five, six, seven, three, three hours and a half because I actually left at 730 in the morning. And here I am right now. I actually started recording this at 8 a.m. And Lyrica stream is going to be starting at 9 o'clock. Okay, so a few updates that I do want to pass along as I'm recording this. Actually, this was pretty much confirmed uh, while we were in a meet and greet. But this is not worth mentioning because it's now public. Lyrica's and Kairu's merchandise will continue to sell. Uh, now at an increased price though, uh, originally it was $250. Uh, just for example, $250 during the event. Now that it's post-event, it's now 300. Uh, same shipping fee, 150 if we didn't Metro Manila, 250 elsewhere in the Philippines. So that's one. And I guess I can probably talk about Miku Expo next time. Because yeah, I do want to talk more about Miku Expo once it's actually done. Uh, so I will report back until then, but for now, uh, thank you so much again for joining in this uh, session of the Randomized Agenda. Uh, pretty much there was just one agenda for today. It was just the events. I guess you can break it down further to both uh, Digicomi and uh, FanFest Online. And probably in the next time, you'll probably hear about uh, Miku Expo more. So until then, see you next time and take care. Listening to the Randomized Agenda Podcast with Rands. 
especially once your explosion just explodes, you'll 